0: broadcasting live from the business radio x studio it's time for the gnfcc 400 insider connect build and grow with the greater north fulton chamber of commerce
1: Hello and welcome to the Greater North Fulton Chamber. This is the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by our Chamber of Commerce. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and today we will be discussing all things Sandy Springs. I'm super excited today to introduce our guest. First we have with us Jennifer Cruz. Jennifer is the Executive Director of Visit Sandy Springs. Jennifer, welcome.
0: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: Thanks. And next, we have Andrea Worthy, the Economic Development Director for the City of Sandy Springs. Andrea, thank you for being here with us. Thanks for having us today, Kelly. My pleasure. Um, Sandy Springs is such a beautiful area, and I know our, our listeners are familiar with the area, um, but may not be as, as familiar with their history. With roots dating back into the 1800s, Sandy Springs actually originated as a watering stop for Native Americans who frequented the springs there and quickly became a community as sad- settlers moved into the area. Um, Today, uh, Sandy Springs enjoys and expresses a traditional southern charm while also catering to the business-minded residents with efficient and responsive services throughout the city. The city of Sandy Springs actually incorporated in 2005, and I didn't realize it's the sixth largest city in Georgia and the second largest city in Metro Atlanta. So I'd love to hear more about Sandy Springs. If you don't mind, ladies, we'll just dig right into the questions. Well, first of all, we're going to start with an introduction. Um, Andrea, I'm going to ask you to go first. If you would just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, maybe what led you into the economic development career path and and what you do now.
2: Sure. So I've been with the city of Sandy Springs for about seven years and I come from an economic development background. Um, I'm a native Atlantan. I'm just not a whole lot of us out there anymore. Uh, but I started out my career doing site selection work. So I actually worked on the other side of the table from where I work now, um, uh, negotiating deals for companies that were looking to relocate uh, all over uh, the United States and some internationally, and then uh, I've moved into I worked for the city of Smyrna, um, and I've been with Sandy Springs for a while. It's a great marketplace to work in because there's a lot of things going on in the marketplace.
1: There really is, and mm-hmm. it continues to grow. Um, it's a beautiful area. So, how about you, Jennifer? Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe what led into this career path. Sure, uh, I've been with this at Sandy Springs for about five years now.
0: My um, I- Prior background was with uh, Turner Broadcasting. I was the tiny little tourism petunia in the big media patch there. Uh, (laughs) My responsibility, I came out of a marketing support department, and that included the tour and the store. Um, So I just naturally gravitated to marketing, the tour, the store, all the retail operations in CNN Center and uh, and Turner Retail. Um, So that was my most recent job in um, tourism my first job ever in tourism was I was a showgirl on the Stone Mountain Scenic Railroad
1: oh wow see there's a piece of information no one would have known congratulations on that start <laughs> that's dubious. I, I assume there's no showgirl duties as assigned today so not, that's not generally that's speak. good yeah Sandy Springs doesn't have a whole lot of that going on so that's good Well, Jennifer, since we were talking a little bit about tourism, let's talk about the Sandy Springs experience. Maybe talk for a minute about the residents choosing to become more immersed in the culture of Sandy Springs and some of your signature events, unique restaurants, and I know we were talking about several of those before, and how the community has embraced this culture of the city.
0: Okay, well, just starting with restaurants, since we just completed restaurant week and we have people who are very keen to dine out in Sandy Springs, um... I usually say that you can, uh, dine around the world in 10 miles in Sandy Springs. We have a number of, uh, we have a number of restaurants of varied cuisine in Sandy Springs. Um, you can get Persian at Rumi's, Italian at Il Giallo, Mexican, actually Oaxacan cuisine at, um, Casicielo, Vietnamese at Nam, real French pastry at Cafe Vendôme, uh, Top us at under the cork tree, and then you can go to Kaiser's Chop House for um, a good old American steak. Um, in fact, there are over a hundred independently owned restaurants in Sandy Springs, so you can kind of take your pick. Um, as far as creating events in Sandy Springs, we um, did that kind of intentionally. Uh, City Springs was envisioned as a gathering place um, with two theaters and an outdoor stage, so it was clearly meant for a variety of programming. And um, we've done we've had several uh, big events over the years. Um, the Sandy Springs Festival is one. Heritage concerts by the springs, um, and our Fourth of July fireworks display at the concourse, which you call the King and Queen Building. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the city has always seen the value of events to building community. Um, but in the last few years, we've developed several new events. We've got a lantern parade called the Take It to the River Lantern Parade, where we float uh, lanterns out on the river. Um, they're actually animated by uh, paddleboarders from High Country Outfitters. Um, we've added a Spooky Springs event, which is our Halloween ag- event for little bitty kids at um Uh, Abernathy Greenway, Food That Rocks is our tasting event. Dale DeSena, who owns Taste of Atlanta, does that for us in Sandy Springs. It's a food tasting event and music event in one night. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, we also uh, have had real success with our City Green Live concert series and movies by moonlight that we were talking about earlier today. Um, so all of these have been really well attended and the, and the community has embraced the idea of, of, uh, using that place as a gathering place.
1: Well, and it's so wonderful because the community uses it and tourists come in and, and combined with your locals, I just think it's a, a perfect match. Exactly. I have to ask you, Jennifer, with all of those different events, do you have a favorite?
0: Um, well, I like food that rocks because it's really good food. And well, and music, right? Yes, yes, exactly. I would think that'd
1: be a, a personal
0: favorite but as well. The sweetest one by a mile is Spooky Springs with Aww. little bitty kids. It's vignettes of trick-or-treating, kind of like um, a trick-or-treat event, but bigger.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so many great things going on and certainly working together with economic development. So Andrea, let's talk a little bit about how city springs. Um, it has really become the hub for business, entertainment, government, and, and really everything that goes on in Sandy Springs. Um, city centers are a unique model and idea, mm-hmm. um, bringing a lot of activity um, to to their cities, and in this case, Sandy Springs. How do you think that that development um, and the continued development, as you all expand, is changing Sandy Springs? And maybe what are some of those challenges? Well, I mean, as, as Jennifer
2: said, you know, it really has been a new centerpiece that Sandy Springs did not have before. You know, Sandy Springs was traditionally uh, developed as uh, suburban shopping centers in the uh, 70s and 80s um, and was really looking for a centerpiece. So it really helps from a business development side as well because from the site selection corporate standpoint, companies are looking for places that have quality of life and have something new and different for their employees close to where they work. Um, so it's really important. I mean, you, you see this happening all over Metro Atlanta, but yeah. we need more centers of uh, places to gather. Um, as far as City Springs itself, it has brought a lot, of, a lot of activity right to what is now our new downtown in Sandy Springs, where one did not exist before. Um, it's changing in that we're adding housing. There's 1,500 new housing units that were announced. Uh, once the city announced its investment in its site, um, Those are most of them are either have been delivered at this point and are pretty full. They're 90% occupied Wow. Um, with lots of new residents walking and taking advantage of the urban environment. Um, definitely more, it impacts the restaurants in the area. You want more people and more f- foot traffic uh, to help those uh, restaurants do well. Um, we've had, and you may have already said this, Jennifer, we had about 470 events um, at no. the City Springs Performing Arts Center in its first 18 months of operation. And that you know, equates to about another 150,000 new visitors coming in and out of that space. So that's, again, really awesome for the businesses that are at City Springs as well as those that are just – in the general vicinity mm-hmm. of
1: City Springs.
0: And music to my ears. As yes. Yes. As from a
2: tourism perspective, music. <laughs>
1: and carries. it's a beautiful building. So it, even it just driving by, by it, you you automatically turn towards it. So, I mean, it, it the building in itself, I I think, is stunning.
2: Yeah. And it, it, it has
1: a, a feel of what Sandy
2: Springs is. It's completely different. Uh, the community chose the com- more contemporary look with that building. Right. But yet it has some traditional elements with, you know, the traditional brick. Um, but the facility itself has been fabulous. Again, put Sandy Springs even more on the map than just being one of the largest cities in the metro area. Challenges, they're probably not really unique to Sandy Springs. They're issues that we're dealing with regionally. I mean, you know, regional transportation, connection to other parts of the metro area. Um, That's a challenge for everybody in the metro area. And in Sandy Springs, we're trying to do some things about it. I mean, the state's spending a lot of money on the uh, Transform 285 project. Um, But at the local level, they're spending a lot of money. I mean, Sandy Springs has a T-SPLOS that passed, I believe it was in... 2016 or so um and you know we're spending uh investment on sidewalks and connections with transit and things like that so those you know regional transportation is a huge issue it is the other piece is you know housing cost like everywhere else in atlanta it's getting more expensive uh we have a lot of people expected to be here in the next 15 to 20 mm-hmm. years and housing costs are going to be a challenge and frankly they have an impact uh or transportation and housing they're interconnected they are. if you can't have housing that's affordable folks close to large office centers it's going to make all of us a little more miserable to sit in traffic every day when everyone has to commute you know a long way to get to work.
1: Yeah it really does and I think certainly um, affordable housing workforce housing is incredibly important for for the reason you mentioned transportation is is you know, we're all trying to to crack the nut there and right. see what we can do to to make it better. But the reality is the closer we can live to where we work, the the better for all of us. So um, and I didn't realize that that's fifteen hundred homes or, or uh, new residences within that vicinity is amazing. So that's that's great. Yeah,
2: it's it's been a real impact. And uh, again, just a place that people want to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. And I think the other part of it is, as you have city centers like that, that develop folks who are further out in the more rural areas, or even just further out from the city, look to that as sort of the new city to go to and to go visit. So, um, and don't have to go all the way into to Atlanta, as it were. Um, Jennifer, it's really popular now to have trails, as you well know, and they've been popping up everywhere. I know that Sandy Springs just recently announced a master plan to connect the neighborhoods with a trail path. Um, So with with the expansion of the city's trail system, would that, I assume, would allow bicyclists and pedestrians to travel on 31 miles of paths throughout the city. So that'll keep us busy and exercising. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about the project and how that's going to impact the residents? And maybe that'll help Transportation, Andrea. I hope so. Yes. yes, that's the that's the hope. Yes, um, the trails master
0: plan. When you were ta- you're talking about outlines a strategy for designing and constructing seven miles to begin with of new multi-use trails in, mm-hmm. Springs, in, in Sandy Springs by 2030, and it's starting with Marsh Creek Trail, which runs from the Sandy Springs Tennis Center to the creek and on to um, the city parks that are going to be at Aria. Uh, by Ashton Woods. It it also includes a trail connecting Eisen Road, Morgan Falls Road, um, uh, Roswell Road, and the North River Shopping Center, um, and also a bridge over the Chattahoochee River at Morgan Falls. Um, and, you know, you look at the Beltline uh, as an example of the value that mm-hmm. that brings to a community. Thousands of people go there um, each week, and it's clearly connecting people throughout that city. Um, as to its impact, the keyword there is connect. So this plan for the 31 miles of trails will eventually collect, connect to Path 400 and the Beltline, as well as Cobb, Roswell, and Dunwoody. So we'll be able to get from community com- to community without having, hopefully, to always commute in our cars. Um, so the intention is to connect those neighbor, our neighborhoods mm-hmm. to uh, those trails, parks, schools, transportation, and eventually our neighboring communities. Um, and that will change the way we get around and how we visit with people. Uh, one member of our city council pointed out when they approved it in October that um, beyond just being recreational and a mobility asset – the trails are an amenity for our cities to compete for residents and businesses, and of course, I would add tourism to that. Absolutely, the tourist wants what the locals want as well.
2: Absolutely. So, and and to me, it's really, uh, especially in our north end of the city, which um, has probably seen a little less investment than other parts of the city, is a, something we can add for the existing community, the residents out there, to really uh, enjoy, and again, to be able to offer some alternative other than getting in your car and driving down Roswell road to be able to get to in front places. So very excited about it. And our city actually has an, uh, you know, it's a long-term plan. So there'll have to be multiple points at which it has to be funded. But frankly, uh, our council has done a very good job uh, in the past 10 years of saying the community says they want this. We're going to make some of these things a priority and we're going to get these things done. So I'm, I'm very hopeful that that is exactly what this plan will do for us.
1: No, I agree. I've been very um, impressed with the responsiveness to, to what, you know, the, the, area wants and what the residents want um i also think andrea i know the the Beltline is seeing a tremendous amount of economic development around that of course tourism as jennifer noted but i would imagine that would help you on on the economic development side as well
2: i hope so i think that if the development community sees the city investing um it you know they, they no one wants to invest in an area no one else is investing in right if you see uh, a city stepping out and making the investment it makes you a lot more confident that your private sector dollars will make a um a difference um you know i don't know what development will look like on the north side we're hoping that again it will include you know a mixed use uh, of housing types mixed use of uh of things going on it's not as we talked about with transportation and housing, there's not an easy answer to make affordable housing work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one thing we can do, we can we can regulate some things. We can also offer some incentives for things. Um, so hopefully those will go hand in hand with what we want to do with the trails on the north end.
1: Well, and I believe I'm correct that your mayor has had a focus on that north side as far as re-engineering re some yes. of those strip malls and things to uh, really be valuable for the community at all. Is that yes. correct? Yes.
2: Basically the underutilized retail that's out yeah. there now, it's, it's just a... It's not a business model that works uh, anymore. So we, we're trying to encourage uh, the ownership of those uh, to look at it, it in a different way, perhaps as a redevelopment opportunity versus a continue to hold and and tenant up with things that frankly. Um, the neighborhoods are not always thrilled to see right. in that backyard.
1: Sure, yeah, no, and I, that definitely takes a a plan, as you as you said. Um, Andrew, you mentioned a couple of times the T splast, and I do know that there have been some significant initiatives. You mentioned the two eighty five initiative that's going on right now, and and while everyone is living through that pain, when it's done, I just I think it's going to be such a a game changer for this area, and so I'm I'm really as everyone is looking forward to that. Um, but the the transportation splashed that it happened in 2016, I know that a lot of those projects are, are ongoing. Mm-hmm. And so I assume that a lot of that's focused maybe on the east-west connectivity or the, I guess, not east-west, but the connectivity to the major um, intersections. Yes. So that, as you pointed out, uh, passed in
2: 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically going to generate an estimated $100 million for the city of Sandy Springs. Um, and. For use in, in local transportation improvements. And those are things like trans, uh, traffic efficiency upgrades at intersections, um, you know, uh, the things like the ATMS um, uh, system that's on Roswell Road, which is where you um, get stuck in traffic and there's a system that can read that there's traffic uh, six lights away and will coordinate the lights to make it a little easier for you to get through. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you. (laughs) And they're also working on one in the perimeter center area. So um, when that's done, they're filling in the gaps for that. Um, Also, the sidewalk program, we want to continue to fill our sidewalk gaps throughout Sandy Springs. I mean, um, as you pointed out, we haven't been a city that long, and so we haven't been able to focus uh, on all of the infrastructure improvements we want to make. Um, Actually, most of the sidewalk um, improvements that are in the current T-SPLOS are actually under construction. Uh, right now there's also the mount vernon multi-use path um, which will run from city springs um, east west again the east west connectivity yes. to the sandy springs marta station um, that particular project is uh, finished its primary des- uh, preliminary design it's now in right-of-way acquisition and we plan to start construction that probably in 2022 so that will be huge from a, a regional and east-west connection um, and even more important now that gdot is explained um, planning Express lanes going up 400 and potentially a connection there at Mount Vernon.
1: Which means now they all come to you. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. Um,
2: the other one is the Hammond Drive widening. We get asked about that quite a bit. You know, the city has, um, been acquiring proactively some properties along that corridor for some time, Mm -hmm. um, to try to keep folks from spending too much on their home before we have to come in and, uh, purchase the property. We don't have an expected construction start date on that particular one yet. Um, but, um, in the meantime, we're, Practically purchasing property and we're renting some of those homes to our public safety personnel oh, um, at an affordable rate so that, um, that, again, they can live close to
1: work and that's have an a, affordable housing. That's initiative. a really good initiative. Yes, it
2: really is. It's been uh, very popular. Um, the one thing with TSPOS that's very interesting is it's only coming in at about 90% of the collection rate that it should. And that's for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, one, sometimes estimates just our Different. estimates. Yep. Um, the other piece is, the city has a long-standing concern that uh, zip code confusion um is an issue for us. So we have some zip codes that are uh we share with the city of Atlanta, and when retailers collect your sales taxes uh at uh, uh when you make a purchase, um we have a real concern that those um are not always being allocated to the right place. They're using a type of software that purely reads it to the zip code, and so sometimes so we believe those are going to the city of Atlanta when they should be um back with the city of Sandy Springs taxpayers. Again, that's there's no easy answer to that. No. You think there would be, um, but there's not. Um, we just need to continue to work with our congressional uh, delegation to mm-hmm. work on some of the zip code issues, as well as we want to educate our business community, of course, um, to make sure that check your software um, that's collecting uh, your retail sales uh, sales tax and make sure it's going to the right place. And you, as uh, consumers, if you're out in the marketplace, we have had. Um, people who purchase at the local Home Depot and they realize when they look at their ticket, they're getting charged the higher tax rate for the city of Atlanta and they're in Sandy Springs. If you know that, bring that to the attention of the store manager. I promise you they... <laughs> they are more than
1: willing to uh to look at those issues
2: uh, if a consumer mentions it.
1: No, I think so. that's great. And it's important that we all be aware obviously of of our surroundings and those that we do business with. So that makes sense. I'm excited about a lot of the the changes. I know it's hard with Sandy Springs just becoming a city of course in 2005 to kind of backtrack and and fix things like sidewalk issues mm-hmm. and in even to to the same extent the the address issues. So it's always harder when you start in the the front and go backwards, then, then being able to do that from the beginning. So I completely understand that. Um, well, we are wrapping up. I do want to ask you all, um, sort of your favorite thing in Sandy Springs. And I know I'm going to give you a minute, but I think about Sandy Springs and there's so many things that I enjoy down there. That Morgan Falls area is so beautiful mm-hmm. to go and hike and, um, at the dam and, and, There are just so many things that people don't think of, I think, when you think of Sandy Springs. So I always think of it as sort of a a unique blend of you've got some beautiful parks and opportunities like that. And at the same time, you're showing um, wonderful, amazing shows and music at City Springs that you know, is a world-class theater. So, um, for me, I like the dichotomy of Sandy Springs that you can really get both of those things. And as, as the greater North Fulton chamber of commerce, working with six different cities, I think it's, that's probably my favorite thing about Sandy Springs itself is that I could go and do really best of both worlds there. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask you both in your situation or in your positions, Jennifer, I know you get to see a lot of events or I asked you your favorite event, but what is it that really stands out about Sandy Springs? Well, the unique thing to me
0: is that we have the headquarters and uh, actually three units of the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area in Sandy Springs. So you're this close to downtown Atlanta and yet you have all these miles and miles of hiking trails, the ability to access the river mm-hmm. and go rafting or trout fishing. Evidently right. you can
1: <laughs> Yes, fish you can. For trout. you, you <laughs> yes, you legit can go get your own dinner there.
2: <laughs> I prefer to get mine from one of the lovely restaurants. You but. and I
1: both, but you don't have to. Yes. No, it's it's no, amazing. I just think that
0: that's the hidden gem yeah. in Sandy Springs is those three units of the Chattahoochee River National Recreation Area. Um, beautiful hiking trails at East Palisades. They have a um, bamboo forest, um, you know, hiking trails and a, and a beautiful entrance to the river at Powers Island. And then, you know, Island Ford is the headquarters and it is just miles and miles of that's a good point yeah
1: yeah Yeah, it really is a city right yeah a great river view Mm -hmm. no you're exactly right all right andrea
2: yeah it's very similar to what you said in terms of the dichotomy i mean it really is a we're a suburban community historically but we're now uh, becoming much more urban but yet you step you know Half a mile off of that urban area, and you can be in big trees, uh, yeah. you know, uh, forest preserve hiking. Um, so to me, that's that's the beautiful piece about Sandy Springs. There's a little bit of something for everyone. Um, it's ju- it's it's just different. It totally fe- it feels very different than a Buckhead or a Midtown. Sure, but it also feels very different than a Roswell or an Alpharetta. Uh, it's a little Absolutely. bit of the. Yeah. Yeah. Best of all of those. It so, really is. Mm-hmm. And it's,
1: you know, you can say you've got a little zen there, right? right? You can go out into the trees and the river and and get your me time in the midst of of all of the things going on. And you all have certainly shared with us so many great things going on in Sandy Springs. I want to thank you both for being here today. Um and one of the things I'd like to do is just to to have you each tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you. So if you don't mind just telling us um, again, you know what the best place to reach you and find out about these great things that are happening, Jennifer, where would they uh, reach out for a visit? Sandy Springs. Um,
0: we our URL is visit Sandy Springs.org. Uh, we're on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter as visit Sandy Springs. It's pretty easy to find. That it. is, yes, it's
1: self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, City of Sandy Springs, Andrea. The City of Sandy Springs. You can also
2: reach online at sandy um, And from an economic development perspective, there is an economic development link right there on the front homepage. So you should be able to to find me if you if you have any questions or have any issues in dealing with a uh, um, local government in Sandy Springs. Be happy
1: to help. If you want to bring the next big company to Sandy Springs, you're the right person to call. So <laughs> yes. That's Awesome. or even the small companies that's account. right exactly so. absolutely well again i want to thank my guests for joining me here today i also want to thank our listeners for joining us on the gnfcc 400 insider presented by the greater north fulton chamber to listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes visit gnfcc400insider.com and to find out more about the greater north fulton chamber events and programs visit gnfcc.com Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.